0: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, June 14th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I'm joined by Patrick Murphy. We're going to have some fun on today's show. We're going to look ahead to the Buckeyes 2021 football season and give predictions. With it being June 14th, we're going to give 14 predictions. Number one on the list, Patrick, what will be Ohio State's 12-game regular season record?
1: Well, we, we, we have a history here with Ryan Day, right? Uh, two seasons, he's been the head coach. Two years, they've gone 12-0. Well, I guess they didn't go 12-0 and 0 last year, but they went undefeated in the regular season. Um, this year's obviously a little bit trickier than what Day has faced in the past. Obviously, you have the game at Oregon, or the game against Oregon at home. Um, you open with a Big Ten opponent on the road, which they have not done under Day. So a little bit trickier. Um, but I still think this team, just looking at the schedule, knowing the talent, I still think they they go undefeated through the regular season. Um, you know, it's there are potential stumbling blocks, and I know we'll get to that in a minute, but I, I think the Buckeyes figure out a way, and, you know, Ryan Day keeps this streak of undefeated regular seasons alive, 12-0. and 0.
0: Surprise me there. I thought you were going to go with a loss. Um, interestingly, the uh, over-under for 12 games for Ohio State in Vegas opened at 10 and a half, and I'm like, man, bet the house on the over. They're not losing two games. I yeah. could see them dropping one game. Um, so 10 and a half seemed like an easy bet. However, uh, I think too many people took my advice because now it's, it's raised to 11. The, the over under is 11. And I think that's, that's exactly where I'd put it. I'm conflicted here. It's either 12 and 0 or 11, 1 for me. I'm going to go 11 and 1. I think there's going to be one game they drop. Um, it's not going to cost them in the big picture. I'll get to that in a little bit with some, my, uh, some of my other predictions. I don't know who it's going to be. I think there's going to be a game they drop in there that, that we're not expecting. Um, but I don't know who it's going to be. Uh, so I'll have them going 11-1 and one in the regular season, which, as you mentioned, will be the first time Ryan Day loses a regular season game if it actually happens. All right, number two, which game concerns you the most in the regular season?
1: This is an interesting one because I think there's some obvious ones. You know, Oregon, like I mentioned, um, opening on the road. I don't think Minnesota is going to be great, but you go there on a, on, for a night game to open the season. Um, obviously, Penn State is, you know, the, the concern that I think a lot of fans have anytime you play Michigan. Um, the, the game I'm going to go with, just kind of an, an oddball one, um, is November 6th at Nebraska. I think you come off a Penn State game on, uh, on Halloween weekend, get a win at home. And then you go to a Nebraska team that I think will be improved under Scott Frost this year. I, I've said that the last couple of years and, and it hasn't actually happened. So we'll see, but I think that can be a tricky trip to Lincoln. Uh, you know, obviously those are fans like Ohio state fans who didn't get to be in their stadium, a stadium that has that incredible sellout streak. Um, you know, I, I actually talked to a Nebraska fan who's a friend last week who can't wait to get back there was talking about this season already. So, um, you know, a tough environment as it, as it usually is. And I know Ohio State's had a lot of success there, but I think that could be a potential difficult, you know, trap-like game for Ohio State this year that might be maybe not the most difficult, but, you know, seeming more difficult than it should be.
0: Yeah, it, this is a tough one. I'm going to go with Penn State just because they usually find a way to, to play up when they play Ohio State. Not always, um, but usually. And even though the game being in Columbus uh, with hopefully full capacity, I still think um, – I'll go with Penn state, but there's so many you could pick, you know, Oregon. Now, if Minnesota was any other game, except the opener, I might pick Minnesota because they're going to be, I think better than people think. I think everybody knows they're going to be good, but I, I think they're going to have a better chance of winning the big 10 West and what a lot of people are giving them credit for. Um, But with that being the season opener, Ohio State would get up for Akron if it was the season opener. You're just going to be jazzed for the season opener. And it's a Thursday night with all eyes on the Buckeyes and Golden Gophers. I think they're going to be up for that game. But if it was somewhere else on the schedule, I might pick Minnesota as maybe the game that concerns me most. Oregon concerns me a little bit, but I think the Buckeyes are going to be up for that and they're going to take care of business. So I will go with Penn State. All right, number three, Patrick, will Ohio State win its fifth straight Big Ten championship?
1: Real quick, you mentioned uh, if they have a full full house uh, this past week, well, the past two weeks, Ryan Day talking to campers at the recruiting camps, talking about that Oregon game. Um, he he very clearly thinks that there's going to be full capacity for those games. So uh, just wanted to throw that out there.
0: Good, good, good. I like that.
1: He's brought that up a number of times. But uh, anyway, the, uh, the Big Ten championship, a fifth straight, I do think so. Um, you know, it's right now I think – until someone knocks Ohio State off, um, you know, I, I'm picking the Buckeyes. You know, the talent level, the gap. Uh, it's not quite Clemson in the ACC because I do think there's a chance that somebody else wins it or, or you know, a year like when Penn State won, when they got the tiebreaker in, in, uh, in the Big Ten East. Um, but I, I just I can't pick against Ryan Day's team right now. You know, they've they've shown how good they are. Um, you know, I, I do think Indiana will be interesting. That was another game I contemplated as a tough game. That's, that's going to be one to watch, see if they can build on last year. But, you know, I, I think Ohio State's definitely the best team in the Big Ten East on paper. Um, we'll get to the Big Ten West in a second. So I think if, if they get to Indy, they have as good of a shot as anyone to win given their track record. So I'll say yes, they win a fifth straight Big Ten title.
0: I'll make this short and sweet. Hell yes are going to win their fifth straight Big 10 championship. Even though I'm predicting them one loss in the regular season, they'll still be Big 10 champions. So that will get make them 12 and 1 after the Big so, Ten so then your
1: loss has to be it's got to be a a loss that won't, you know, create that tiebreaker
0: then, right? Right. So let's say they lose, which I, again, I'm not predicting they're going to lose to Penn state. I just, you know, if I had to throw a game out there, like I did, that concerns me the most I'll pick that one just because Penn state looks at Ohio state as their main rival. And even though Ohio state gets up for that game, Penn state looks at that as their super bowl. So I don't, again, if I had to pick, I think Ohio state's going to beat Penn state. I just think when you look at the all 12 games, I think there's going to be one slip up. Let's say they do lose to Penn state though. That's not a good scenario because then if they tied, then Penn state would be the East champion. I don't even if Penn State beats Ohio State, Penn State's not going to be that good. That would be an upset. And I still think Penn State's going to lose two games in the Big Ten. So I don't see a scenario where even if Ohio State loses a game and, I you know, to be clear, I think there's a good chance Ohio State's going to go 12 and 0. But if they do go 11 and 1, I don't see another team with just one loss. So I think they will win their fifth straight Big Ten championship. All right. Number four, who will be the Big Ten West champ and get a chance to lose to the Buckeyes in Indianapolis?
1: Yeah, that's. That's a tough one, um, mostly because I haven't paid a ton of attention to the Big Ten West this off season. But uh, in my short research before this, I'm going to go with Iowa. Um, you know, obviously a team that you know consistently kind of hangs around the top of the Big Ten West. Um, you know, hasn't been to the Big Ten Championship game yet, but I think this will be a good Iowa team. And you know, I think they've got. I, I think the Big Ten West will again be. Not as good as the Big Tenies, so I think there'll be a shot for a number of teams, but I'm going to pick Iowa for the first time getting to Indy and uh, you know facing off against the Buckeyes.
0: I'm tempted to pick Minnesota because I really like what they have coming back. I mean, they did lose some you know some quality guys uh, like Bateman, of course, but you know they've got their quarterback coming back with Tanner Morgan, and they have one of the best running backs in the Big Ten, if not the best, with Mo Ibrahim. And they've got a quality defense. They've got a good offensive line coming back. So I'm tempted to pick them, but they have to do something called play Ohio State in in week one, like we mentioned. I think that's going to be an L on their ledger. So I'll pick Wisconsin because Wisconsin doesn't have to play Ohio State. I'll pick Wisconsin, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think between Wisconsin and Minnesota. All right, next up.
1: Wisconsin Big Ten championship game. What's that? a classic ohio state wisconsin yes. big 10 championship yeah
0: i hope it's actually minnesota i hope it's minnesota you know i hope that can be a rematch i'd rather have an in-season rematch with minnesota than have the 20th straight it feels like uh, ohio state wisconsin game actually they played northwestern a lot too they played northwestern twice in the last 3 years which is a huge feather in northwestern's cap that they are you know even if it's the big 10 west for northwestern to win two in 3 years hats off to pat Spitzgerald and them all right number 5 will ohio state make the college football playoff Yes or no?
1: Yes. I mean, if I'm picking them to go 12-0, win the Big Ten, I don't see how the Buckeyes miss out on on a third straight college football playoff.
0: Yeah, that's pretty easy. I I agree. Ohio State will be in the college football playoff. Number six, brass tacks. Will Ohio State win the national championship, Patrick Murphy?
1: I don't think so this year. Um, I think that you, you look at, New quarterback. Um, And I, and I do think, you know, obviously we've talked, I think we both think it'll be CJ Stroud, but I think any of these guys will be good. Um, I just think this team is probably a year away. Uh, You know, obviously a lot of pieces offensively, I still want to see it defensively. Um, you know there's going to be a lot of young guys I think contributing on that side of the ball so I think they're a year away um, I think they'll still be loaded offensively in, in two years um, when when I think they have a better shot but um, yeah I think they make the playoff I just think it'll be uh, it'll they'll come up short probably losing the semifinals if I had to guess
0: I'm tempted to say yes because while that seems like they're one year away where 2022 might be the better roster. It seems like when Ohio State wins their national championships, it's when everybody thinks they're a year away. 1968. Maybe in 1968, people didn't even know anything. The super sophomores kind of came out of nowhere. But looking back on it, you know, you probably would have thought 69 or 70 would have been uh, the year for those guys. It was 68. 2002, they had everybody coming back in 2003 almost. They lost some key guys like Mike Doss, of course, but most of the team came back. They won it in 02. 2014, had the entire team come back in 2015, but they won it in 2014. So I'm tempted here, man. But I'm going to say no. I just there's a team out there which we'll get to in the next question that that concerns me. I think Ohio State will get to the national championship game, but I I will uh, I will say that they will not win the national championship. And man, I hope I'm wrong. All right, number seven, who's going to win the national championship? Buckeyes.
1: No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs>
0: I. Uh, That's a contradiction, sir. Yes,
1: yes, it is. Um, you know, it's it's really hard looking at this to not pick an Alabama or Clemson if you're not picking Ohio state. Right. Um, you know, so Alabama is obviously going to be loaded again. Um, Clemson, you know, similar situation with Ohio state, a new quarterback, but he obviously played last year. I'm not even going to try and pronounce DJ's last name. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Clemson. Um, just out of those, those, those two, I, I, I need, like I said, with with the Big Ten, I need somebody else to kind of get in that picture with those three teams before I'm I'm picking anyone else. Obviously, there's a lot of talented teams out there, but these three teams just seem to be a step ahead with the way they're recruiting and whatnot. Um, So so change it up from last year, I'm going to go with Clemson.
0: Seeing the way Ohio State took it to them last year, I I don't know, man. I think Ohio State has passed Clemson. They've been out recruiting them. I thought Ohio State was clearly the better team in 2019, even though Clemson won that game. We see it all the time where things happen. We don't need to get into all the stuff that happened in football where you say, man, the best team did not win that game. There's no way I will ever believe Clemson in 2019 was better than Ohio State and Ohio State. Beat the brakes off of them last year. Yeah, Ohio State's losing a lot of quality guys, but so is Clemson. I don't fear Clemson at all. I think they played again. Ohio State might not kick their ass like they did this last time, but I think Ohio State would beat them. But, man, Alabama concerns me too much. They, they just do. They're just a juggernaut down there. They, the rich keep getting richer. They got Henry Toho Toho, and he would have been a Buckeye if they didn't waive that, you know, where you could transfer and be eligible right away in the SEC. I'm going to pick Alabama Again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Buckeyes get over the top, but I'm going to pick Bama to repeat as national champion. All right. This is going to be fun. We're going to get into some individual Ohio State leaders, some predictions. Now, we both agree CJ Stroud is going to be the starting quarterback. So, I'm not one of the ones I did not list was who's going to be the leading passer for Ohio State because I think that would be too obvious if we think CJ Stroud is going to be the starting quarterback. Pretty safe bet he's going to be the leading passer. All right. So, number eight who will be the leading rusher for the Ohio State Buckeyes this season, Patrick?
1: I'm going to, well, this won't be a curveball for most people, but you and I have talked on this and elsewhere about uh, me needing Mayan Williams to, to show, show me at just 10 carries for him.
0: I was waiting 10 carries. Yep. Uh,
1: But I'm picking Mayan Williams. I, you know, from what we've heard from, from what we saw in the spring, um, which was limited, but, but uh, plus the way that some people have talked about him. uh, I'm going to say that while I think master Teague is the day one starter, Um, And I do think Travion Henderson gets in there and I think, you know, you're, you're going to see a number of guys carry the ball for the Buckeyes. I think that Mayan Williams will be the leading rusher. Now, I don't know if it'll be a thousand yards just because I think there will be a lot of opportunities for guys. So it'll probably be, you know, like some years where they've had two, three guys running the ball, but I think he ends up with the most yards.
0: I am going to go with a tie between Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson. No, I'm kidding. They're not going to finish with the exact same amount of rushing yards. Um, I am torn on those two guys, though. I'll go with Travion Henderson. We'll play a little radio here. Play some, Play a little podcast. Since you pick Mayan Williams, I'll pick Travion Henderson because I think it could be either one of those guys. I also agree with you. I think uh, you know, I think Master Teague will get the first tote of the season. I will go with Travion Henderson as a leading rusher with Mayan Williams finishing a close second. All right. This is basically between two guys with this next one. Who will be the Buckeyes' leading receiver as far as yards?
1: Yeah, it's funny. We were having a conversation at the recruiting camp uh, on on Wednesday about the Ohio State receivers because Marvin Harrison and, and G. Scott, who obviously has moved to tight end, were, we're both there. But just talking about this offense, I think it has to open up um, to more receivers, get back to that rotation that we saw. But I still think that that the top two guys are Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. I'm going to go – with Garrett Wilson in a, in a tight race um, between those two, I think both have a lot to prove. Both want to, uh, you know, be in, be a first-round pick in that NFL draft. But, you know, I just think I think of the two, I really like Chris Olave. I think he's proven a lot. I think Garrett is just more naturally talented. I think he can hit some more big plays. They both can hit big plays. Um, I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson, but like I said, I think it'll be tight.
0: I agree with you. I thought long and hard about this one. I mean, this is, you really could flip a coin, but I jotted down Garrett Wilson, and what a great problem to have. You have two not good receivers, not really good receivers. You have two elite receivers, and Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be one heck of a number three. And whoever's the number four, if it's Marvin Harrison Jr., is going to be one heck of a number four. The depth, first of all, you have the two top guys are elite, and then the depth is elite. I've never seen a wide receiving core like this at Ohio State, and there's been some great ones. Um, I agree with you. I think Julian
1: Fleming, I mean,
0: you know. Yeah. And that guy Buka, both of them the number one wide receiver in the country in their class. Yeah. On and on and on. There's a chance Julian Fleming, even if he's healthy, will be like the number six wide receiver on this team. You know you're stacked when Julian Fleming is the number six wide receiver. Now, he might not stick around if he's the number six wide receiver, but just saying how great this depth is. And if he's not the number six guy, it's probably going to be a Mecca Buka. When you think about it, so obviously the top three are locked in, in my opinion, with Alave and Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Then I think it's going to be Marvin Harrison Jr., the number four. And then pick your wh- whoever's going to be fifth. Is it going to be Ekbuka like or is it going to be Fleming? One of those guys will be sixth. So that is absolutely insane. All right, next up, over under on 29 and a half catches for Jeremy Ruckert. Fool
1: me once, shame on you, that expression. Uh, yeah. Go, I'm going under, uh, I think Jeremy Ruckert's going to have a very good year. He may get close to that number, but, um, you just listed all of the wide receivers that they have to throw to, you know, as good as Jeremy Ruckert is, we know what this offense is, um, uh, you know, in terms of throwing to the tight ends. I do think kind of like last year, he'll make some big plays, you know, catch some eyes so that, you know, when it comes NFL draft time, uh, th- there's some highlights to show, but, uh, I, I just can't see with, with all of these weapons on the field that they're going to all of a sudden start throwing to the tight end way more. Um, you know, Maybe with a young quarterback, you, you get some more passes that way just as kind of a uh, security blanket, but 29 just seems a little bit much to me given, given the track record here.
0: I referenced the 2003 team briefly earlier in the show, the team that was the defending national champion. That 2003 team had Ben Hartsock. He was the last Ohio State tight end to reach 30 receptions in a season he had 33 that year it's been 18 years Jeremy Rucker is going to buck the trend I'm going over and I feel good about it I feel good about it Jeremy Rucker is going to reach 30 receptions going over all right number 11 on our list we got four more here who will be the leading tackler for the silver bullets Patrick
1: that's one that I struggled with um you know I, I think the question really is like you got to set the depth chart first, right? It's not as obvious as some of these others where we know who, who's going to be at least the guys. Um, You know, I think linebacker, I think there's questions at each position, you know, no one is penned in yet. Um, But I'm going to go with, with Dallas Gantt. I think he'll start at middle linebacker. I think Ohio state will play more two linebacker sets um, with, with the hybrid position. I think, you know, what we saw in the spring game looked like that's the way they want to go. And I know a lot of linebackers were hurt. So I think he's a guy who's been waiting to make plays. You know, when we talked to him, even though he was hurt, he sounded hungry. I think he gets back healthy, has a big year, leads the Buckeyes in tackles.
0: I think the two guys, if you consider Craig Young a linebacker, which he reps with the safeties and his position is a hybrid linebacker, hybrid safety, the, the, uh, the bullet, which is properly named. You're talking about the silver bullets. Um, I think he is locked in as a starter, and I think Taraja Mitchell is locked in as a starter. Craig Young's going to be in coverage a lot, though. So I'm going to go with Taraja Mitchell. I mean, it's it's really a crapshoot here. But I'm going to go with Taraja Mitchell as a fourth-year player breaking out and leading this team in tackles. All right, number 12, sticking with the defense, who will be the sack leader?
1: Um, I'm going to go Zach Harrison. I think that's the easy answer. Um, Tyreek Smith, obviously. But, you know, the things we heard about Zach Harrison and, you know, kind of, He's mentally, how mentally engaged he was this spring, taking on a leadership role. Obviously, everyone knows how talented naturally he is. Another year with Larry Johnson, with Mick Marotti, Um, You know, this is a kid who, who you know, I think everyone expected when he committed to Ohio State would be a three-year guy like a, a Nick and Joey Bosa, Chase Young. So I think this is the year he, he kind of explodes out. I think he's going to have a really big season. So I'll take him to lead the team in sacks.
0: I'll go with Tyreek Smith, uh, his final year in the program. I and mean, I know he could come back for a fifth year since last year didn't count for these guys uh, as an el- year of eligibility, but I think he's going to go pro after this year. I've seen some, you know, that have him listed as maybe a second round pick. I will go with Tyreek Smith. I won't be surprised if your prediction is true. I also think Jack Sawyer is going to be in the mix. I don't think he's going to lead the team in sacks as a true freshman, but he's going to play a, a heck of a lot. I will go with Tyreek Smith leading this team in sacks, but I'm also high on Zach Harrison. I think he did, uh, I think last year he maybe just wasn't like um, – and you can excuse us with everything we went to. I don't know if he was um, as motivated as he was. They said he was just extra motivated over the offseason. So that's that's great news that he's locked in. We'll see what happens there. Hopefully they're both in double digits, you know. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a good problem to have. All right, number 13, second to last question. Last one on the Buckeyes, though. Who will lead the team in interceptions this year?
1: This is another one where I think – you know, we're, we can assume certain guys will be in certain positions. Um, I think it's safe to say Seven Banks is going to take over Sean Wade's spot. But with him missing spring, you never know. Um, I, I went with Seven Banks because it's the easy answer. It would not surprise me, though, if, if one of these young guys, um, Ryan Watts, legend Cubasos, Cameron Martinez, who obviously made a lot of plays during spring practice, ends up being the guy um, even a Lathan Ramsom, you know, I don't, I don't know how much he's going to be on the field. Cause he kind of plays that, you know, I think if you take, put him on you're a lot of times you're taking a slot guy off. Um, so, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if a number of guys do it. I went with a safe and easy pick on this one and went seven banks. Cause I think he will be the number one corner.
0: Yeah. I, that's, that's who I've jotted down as well. Seven banks. And I I'm bullish on him. I think he's going to have a big year. I mean, we see it all the time. You and I have talked about this. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, that first year as a starter, Ohio State corners struggle, including guys that end up being first-round picks. You know, in in some cases, they struggle for a couple years. But usually, you have that one year as a starter, you're going to have your ups and downs, and then you break out as a second-year starting corner. And I think Seven Banks will do that as a fourth-year player this year. I think he will lead this ball club in interceptions. All right, last but certainly not not least, Michigan. 12-game regular season record for the fighting Horballs. What will it be, Patrick?
1: Yeah, this is one I had to go through Michigan's schedule. We were talking before we started recording, just kind of counting games I could see being losses. So I'm going to kind of just quickly go through how I see this playing out. Uh, They play Western Michigan to start the year. That's a win. They host Washington, which I think they win that game. And, you know, you hear a lot of hype about Michigan. This has happened numerous years. And then they get in the Big Ten play at Wisconsin, at Nebraska. I could see both of those games being losses. Northwestern at home. Maybe a loss, maybe a win. Michigan State, you go on the road, rivalry game for Michigan State. Indiana, I think is going to be good. Uh, at Penn State, will be tough. At Maryland, and then Ohio State at home. So I could see Michigan State or Michigan losing as many as six games. I'm going to say they lose five games this year. So what is that? Uh, seven and five.
0: I have the inverse. I have them at five and seven, All right. and. I tell you what, man, I'll be surprised if they get to seven and five, like really surprised. I just I, I, I follow their team closely and their roster is depleted. I, they have maybe one starter who would start for Ohio State. In fact, I think he would definitely start for Ohio State. Daxton Hill. I really yeah. like him. He's their one starter that I think would start for Ohio State. And I don't like their depth. So that's not a good combination. I don't, I'm not a big fan of their starting lineup and they don't have quality depth. They're going to have a first year starting quarterback. Ohio State will as well, but I like Ohio State's situation exponentially better than Michigan's. Michigan's either going to be starting true freshman J.J. McCarthy, who Ryan Day hand-picked Kyle McCord over, or they're going to start the transfer, or I guess possibly Cade McNamara. Uh, none of those sound like a good scenario. Their offensive line's depleted. They've got some decent wide receivers. Um, their defense is depleted for the most part, and they've got basically a rookie assistant coaching staff with guys that have never been defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators, guys that have never been offensive line coaches. It's just a mess up there, and it starts with hardball. I'm, I have them at five and seven, and uh, frankly, four and eight will not surprise me at all. This was great stuff. This was a very good Bucknuts Morning 26 here. Patrick Murphy, thank you much. <laughs> thank you very much for joining me for our 14 predictions on June 14th. Thanks again to Patrick. Thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag. Best damn band in the land.